This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This week's amazing five-part series entitled Humility's War Against Pride will be a real eye-opener for the Christian listener who's able to grasp its powerful spiritual principles, especially for those who have ever had a problem with spiritual authority in their church or in their marriage. Light will finally shine on the real meaning of humility and the truth that submission is not a dirty word. There is a reason why God says to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up and that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. With renewed understanding that submission doesn't imply subjection, humility's war is never won by charting our lives on other people's praises, but rather opening a pathway for God, not man, to give back into our lives. It's all part of God's heavenly checks and balances, making it impossible to walk in true obedience to God until you first learn to walk in true humility before God. Everybody is submitted to God. Everyone needs to be submitted. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't follow someone who wasn't submitted to God. You have to be sure that everybody is submitted somewhere. So number one, submission is to God. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Second level of submission. Let's go over to Hebrews. And these are the levels that God has set up again to keep you from pride in your life and from making a mistake. Hebrews chapter 13. So first submission is to God. Number two submission is Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17 I'll give everybody a chance to get there. I hear pages rattling. And Paul, uh, writing here, says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Be what? Submissive. Yield to their authority. What does submission mean? Yield to their authority. So first of all, if you're going to be able to submit to a spiritual leader like your pastor or elders or whatever it be, then you're going to have to, first of all, understand that they have some sort of spiritual authority over you. They have some sort of spiritual authority over you. See, now, now this is one of my big problems with, with some of the ministries that are being raised up in, in the earth today, that this principle, which is a godly principle, it's the word I'm showing to you here in the Bible, is totally being bypassed and overlooked, and we're building up these churches that have no real spiritual authority in operation. And the end result, if we're not careful, is we're going to end up with a sick, weak, destroyed church, and that would be the, the perfect, perfect plan of the enemy to weaken the church. So Paul says here, obey those who rule over you. And let me just tell you that word rule. I want you to circle that because that's a pretty strong word. It sounds like, you know, someone's hanging over you and breathing down your neck, but that word rule really means has the lead over you or is charged with leading you. 
That's a better, a better uh, definition of that word. So obey those who have the lead over you or who are leading you and be submissive. Now, what does submission mean again? Yield to the authority of another. Say yield, yield. to the authority of another. And it says why? It says, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. So you see what most people don't realize. See, I as pastor right here, you're, you're in this church and you're following me. I'm going to one day stand before Jesus Christ and give an account over every soul who yielded to the authority that God has given me. Not everybody in this room is yielded to the authority that God's given me. Just because you attend church here doesn't mean I'm your pastor. Just because you come every week and tithe here doesn't mean I'm your pastor. I'm your pastor if you are yielding to my leadership and to the spiritual authority that God has put in my life, which means simply that as I preach the word, you're receiving it as the word. As I'm speaking about issues, you're receiving it. As I'm correcting issues, you're receiving that correction. As I'm admonishing, you're receiving that admonishment. As I'm saying, listen, we're all going left, you're saying, amen, we're all going left. We're going right now. Let's go right. If I say we're going right and you're going left, I'm not your pastor. So, so it says here, you see, obey those who are leading you or have, you know, leadership over you or leading you and be submissive, yield to their authority. Their, in this case, spiritual authority, which as far as I'm concerned is the highest level of authority. All authority in the world emanates and flows from spiritual authority because God is holding all things together by the power of his word. That means that God has authority over everything. God has authority over the government, over the police, over the fire department. God is the ultimate authority because he's holding it all together by the word of his authority. His word, everything flows and emanates from God and his word because he's the ultimate authority. But now God has given that authority over to his spiritual leaders in the earth today, i.e. your pastors and, and other ministers in the, in, the, in the body of Christ, he's given that authority over to us to be, sort of, so to speak, spokesmen for him, leaders of his people, because God is not here. Jesus is not here any longer in a body. And even if he were, he could only be in one place at one time. So God has put pastors and spiritual leaders in the body of Christ to lead God's people. And it says here, for this reason, so that they can watch out for your souls. Watch out for your souls. Listen, when I first became a pastor, man, I took this so seriously. Oh, let me tell you, I, I, man, I was a, I was scared to the bone because I, I recognized, I realized that I'm watching out for God's precious souls, God's people, men's souls. If I do one thing, man, I could bring destruction on somebody. I could hurt somebody spiritually. I know a lot of people that have been hurt by leaders and, and have, have, not, have been very, it's been very difficult and very hard for them to, to restore and to get healed and to get back into the flow. So it says, they lead you, be submissive to them for they watch out for your souls. And then listen to the next part, as those who must give an account. That means again, one day I'm going to stand before Jesus and he's going to say, okay, all right, Jerry Matz and Debbie Matz and Jesse Matz were under your care for 18 years. Or, well, I hope it's going to be more than that, brother. I'm not ready to go home yet. <laughs> but for whatever amount of years it was, and I told you to preach those messages that were for them and others, and, or I told you to, you know, bless them this way or encourage them this way, or I told you to correct them this way, and you didn't do it. 
I want to stand before God one day when he looks me in the face and says, son, you see this one? He's just, he, he got into destruction because you refused to speak truth to him. See that one over there? That one is, is, is in hell right now because you refuse to, to preach truth. You, you refuse to look him in the face and say, you're dying and going to hell. It's all it would have taken. So I told you to look him in the face and tell him you're, you're going to hell. Serve God or die. And he died. As men who must give an account. See, you have to understand that, that the pastor of the church, see, now, you see what, what has happened, what has happened in, some, in some circles is that churches have gotten into pastor worship. Yes. Let me tell you what. Any pastor that understands this verse don't want nobody worshiping him. Don't worship me. You worship the creator. You worship Jesus Christ. I'll be here to encourage you and love you, but no pastor worship here. Yet we're called to esteem our leaders and to honor them for the work that they're doing and to appreciate them and that kind of thing. But we don't worship men in this church. We worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But on the other hand, we must realize that the work that your man of God or woman of God is doing is one of very serious nature. That he has been given the oversight over souls. Now, God put that in there to keep us from pride in our life. If I have a voice in my life who's speaking to me, who I've opened myself up to, because like I said, not everybody who sits in the church, uh, you know, I'm not everybody's pastor. I'm only your pastor if I'm a voice that's getting into your life and that you honor that voice and you respect that voice and you see that voice as God's voice coming from heaven to you. Every time I stand up here and preach or when I bring you a message of truth, whether it be personally or in a meeting. And God did that and designed that to keep us on course so that there would be a voice. I don't know. Listen, you have to agree with me. There are all kinds of voices that are trying to get into your head all day long. I don't know about you, but I got all kinds of voices coming from all over the place. Sometimes I'm just so darn confused at the end of the day. I got to get, I got to get a voice of authority in my life. Sometimes I just got to call my pastor over something and say, help me out. Cause I don't know what I'm thinking here. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, now that's not an invitation for everybody to call me all at once. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to help you. <laughs> I'd be so worn out, but you understand. All right. So, so, so the number, number two is that we, now let me just finish reading this because this is important. It says, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. So you have to understand the seriousness of this level of submission in your life. Let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable for you. The more grief you give your pastor, the less profitable it is for you. <laughs> I like that. I want to say that again. <laughs> You're not laughing back there. What's the matter? <laughs> well, you understand. I mean, and, and really, let's just put it in simple terms. The more trouble that you make in the church, not that anybody's here trying to make trouble, but sometimes that happens. The more trouble you make in the church and, and the more you resist what the Holy Ghost is trying to do through your leader, the more aggravation it gives the leader, the pastor, the, those that are working with him, and the harder it is for the anointing to flow. Is everybody with me? When you're in a church where there's great peace and there's great respect for the leader and for the leadership that's in that church. And again, we're not into, we're not into worshiping people, but we're worshiping Jesus, but we respect and we recognize that, that, you know, that these, these people are called, these men or women are called to lead us and to help us. The more we respect that doesn't always mean we agree. Who said that's right that loud? 
You got a problem with me, Kathy? <laughs> we may not always agree. But if we have a submissive heart and we understand the principles of submission, we yield to the leadership of another or to the spiritual authority of another. We recognize that that's the man who's got the leadership. Even if I don't agree, I'm just going to yield to it. And then someone may say, well, how about if that, that man goes astray? Well, God's going to let you know. God will either remove that man or separate you from that man. Now, now this leads me to another thing. If that man is submitted to people in his life, then the chances of him going off, I mean, truly submitted. Too many preachers that I hang with have no submission, have no authority in their life. They're hooked up to an organization. Well, I belong to the AAA society or the AAB society or whatever it is, or AAA ministry. Well, what does that mean? Who knows you? Well, nobody knows me. I just go to the meetings. Who's your pastor? I don't have a pastor. I just submit to the organization. The organization cannot nurture you, correct you, rebuke you, give you reproof if you need it. The organization can't do anything but supply you with some materials in a yearly con convention that ain't pastoring. That means that every pastor needs to have a pastor. I have a pastor. The day I cease to have a pastor in my life is the day that I'm turning in my credentials. I have to have authority in my life. If, if, if I'm expected to lead people, then I myself have to be marching in somebody else's parade. If I want you to march in my parade, I got to march in somebody else's parade. If I want you to serve in my ministry, I've got to be serving in somebody else's ministry. That's the principle of submission. That's what keeps everything balanced and keeps people away from pride. I'm the big fish in this pond, but when I jump out of my pond and I go over to my pastor's church, I ain't nothing but a little fish that sits on a chair all week long and just listens to my pastor. He just preaches at me. I don't do anything. They just sit there and take notes just like you're doing this morning. So, so we have to understand that that's the way authority needs to be. Now, when, when a pastor just goes off on his own and creates himself without any a voice of authority in his life, that is a dangerous situation, and I would disconnect from that immediately. I would never follow a pastor that didn't have spiritual authority in his own life. I would never follow any leader who didn't have another voice of authority in his life. I mean real authority. So, so you have to understand that this second level of submission is of great importance. So number one, you submit to God. Number two, you submit to your spiritual leader. Number three, can we keep going? Go over to 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Let's go quickly. The next thing that you submit to, 1 Peter 5.5. 5. These are all in, in line so that we can... We can stay out of pride and serve God with a clear heart. First Peter chapter five and verse five says, likewise, everybody there, give me an amen. All right. Likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Now, now younger here can mean multiple things. Number one, younger in age, but more meaning younger in spiritual things. Younger spiritually. So if you are younger spiritual, then you need to submit to the elders. And even in the scheme of things, even if you say you've been, you've been saved for 40 years and one of the elders in the church has been saved for 20 years, the fact that he is an elder 
puts him over you because this is not chronological countdown here. This is a spiritual thing. So even if the elder is only 20 years an elder or, or 20 years saved and has become an elder and you're 40 years a Christian, but you hold no authority in the church, you submit to the elder's authority. So number one, you submit to God. Number two, you submit to your spiritual leader, your pastor. Number three, you submit to the elders of the church. That means the leaders within the church. And understand now, let me, let me just talk about this for a minute. We're talking about submitting spiritual matters. We're not talking about submitting, listen, I want to go buy a house, pastor. Uh, can I have your blessing? Should I do it or shouldn't I do it? Pastor, I want to, you know, I want to start a business. Is it, is it the right thing to do? Listen, I can pray for you and I can help you and I might get some wisdom from God, but that's purely your, your thing. We're talking about spiritual matters. If you're messing up in life and you're in sin and pastor comes and say, hey, brother, you're in sin and, you know, you better get this thing straightened out. You need to submit to that word because he's dealing with a spiritual issue in your life. I don't have oversight over your natural life. I can't. I'm still trying to work out my own life. How am I going to work out your natural life? I'm still trying to, you know, get my things done and get my house fixed up and pay my bills and do all the things. And so I can't, I can't, but, but spiritually speaking, I'm here to, to help you. And the elders are here to help you get along in spiritual things. Anything that has to do with spiritual things, God's kingdom and your participation in God's kingdom and your growth in God's kingdom. So number one, you submit to God. Number two, you submit to your spiritual leader, i.e. your pastor in this case. Number three, you submit to the elders of the church. Number four is in Peter, uh, stay in first Peter five. Uh, let's see, uh, submit to the elders, stay in, in verse five, five, five. It says, younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. So now God is asking us not only to submit to him, not only to submit to your pastor, not only to submit to the elders, but now to submit to one another. That means I have to have some good voices in my life of spiritual people who are spiritually mature that are not going to be afraid to tell me when I'm getting off. If you just surround yourself with a bunch of yes people, you're in trouble. You just have the kind of friends that no matter what you do, you're messing up and they're saying, go ahead, make a bigger mess. I'll jump in and help you. <laughs> you have to have people that are going to speak truth to you. When it says submit to one another, that me and listen, no matter where you are in life, you're never too big to submit to somebody else. There are many times, even being the pastor of this church, I will submit things to the staff. This is what I want to do. Tell me what you think about it. That's wisdom. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. One version says there is wisdom. One says that there's safety. There's safety and wisdom in a multitude of good, spiritual, godly counsel. Submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to your pastor. Submit to the leaders and the elders of the church. And then submit yourselves one to another. This is what keeps us out of pride. So many good people that I have, I have come in contact with in my 20-some years of doing this. 20, it'll be 18 years in this church, but 20 in the ordained ministry and probably 25 just as a, as a lay leader. There were four years or so in there, three or four years in there where I just was a lay leader. Good people that walked through the doors that did not understand the principles of submission took their lives into their own hands and went shipwrecked. And today they're nowhere. They're on a treadmill going nowhere. 
Because our society, humans, absolutely cringe about this word, over this word, submission. Remember, don't get submission mixed up with subjection. This is recognizing and yielding to the spiritual authority and those that are around you, not yielding to their control. No one should control you. No human has any right to put any control over you. You are, a, you are a, an individual created by God and your creator is the only one who you should submit control to. But yielding to the spiritual authority is something that God has designed and God has put in the body of Christ is something that you and I are asked to do by God. Not only asked to, but commanded by the word of God. And if we don't, we are in violation of the word of God and we open ourselves up for a pride fall. Why is it so quiet in here? I told you this was mature matter here today, but we have to get this principle operating. So submit yourself to God, submit to spiritual, your pastor, submit to the elders, submit to one another. Now this next one, I know I'm going to really have a hard time with. I'm going to get all the men yelling, amen. I'm going to have all the women booing me. I can feel it coming. This is the verse that I get nailed on every time I do a wedding. The wedding goes great. Everybody's smiling. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Everybody's smiling and happy and everybody's looking so pretty and the bride looks all white and pure and the groom looks great and everybody's got flowers and everything's looking good until I start reading these verses and then all of a sudden there's like a there's like a, just a big drop in the whole, in the whole ceremony because uh-oh, here comes that word. It's like someone said some sort of curse word in the middle of the church. And yet all we're doing is reading out of the word of God. But you see how we've trained ourselves. If we're not careful, we're going to become more like the world and less like the Bible. And we're called to be more like the Bible, which is the word of God, and less like the world. So we're going to have to learn to accept the words for their meaning and put them into operation and not fight them because the world has perverted them. Did you hear what I said? Because the world is the one that's perverted this word submission. Yeah, I, I agree. There have been some churches and some few and far between. There have been some leaders in churches that have perverted this whole submission thing. I used to go to a church years ago. And there were some people here that used to go to that church. And the pastor was like with an iron fist. You do this, you do that, blah, blah, blah. You jump, you sit. And I said, yeah, I'm out of here. Goodbye. I was there three months. I said, this guy's nuts. He's off his rocker. I remember one time I had a business with my brother and we were in business and we were in the food business and we had a problem. Uh, we couldn't get some sort of produce. We used to man we were in, in the wholesale manufacturing business. It was my father's business and my brother and I took it over. And anyway, it's a long story. But anyway, we were building the business and we were getting all these orders coming in. And we had to go get produce and, and there was some sort of a strike and the truckers weren't trucking the produce in. They used to bring it right to our, our plant where we used to process this stuff, our little shop. And uh, so we had to go drive to Pennsylvania to go pick up I hate to tell you, like about a thousand pounds of mushrooms. All you see is a little eight ounce package. Did you ever look at two or three thousand pounds of mushrooms? Honey, you ain't, let me tell you what, you ain't seen nothing until you looked at three thousand pounds of mushrooms. I mean, they weigh nothing. I mean, you know, think about three thousand pounds of mushrooms. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at two for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.